Kia ora, Aotearoa is Rebet. Welcome to Rebet Live, episode 264. Friday morning in New Zealand. Uh, Europe's gone back into lockdown. America's still in lockdown. And New Zealand is free. Free, free at last, level one. And join and live in the flipping dream. I am jealous of you all. Uh, today on the show, first up, we have a good buddy of mine, and he's a digital weapon. When I first met him, um, instantly off the bat, I named him Mr. Deets because Mr. Deets was the most detailed analytical media brain that I had met in quite a while. And it's awesome to see him um, come a very long way. Now he's got a brand new sh- uh, spot. We're going to get into it now. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Ben Island from Odd, founder, director, AOK. How are you, my friend? Good, mate. How are you? Rocking. New offices, I see, buddy. Let's talk it about is. it. You've got a quote on the wall. Let's start with you got a quote. Go on. <laughs> yeah, we've got it's awesome. Offices. We've got some new offices. We moved into Ponsonby, which is the, the hub of the city. Um, so we're very, very excited uh, to finally have a spot. I've kind of uh, set up the company about nine years ago, and we've had a really good working uh, work from home type of environment, had a real dope set up from home. Um, but yeah, we thought, hey, it's time to time to uh, get on the bandwagon and join everyone else and have an office space. What does the quote say? We are a global team of, and then your ears and then go for radical thinkers that radical thinkers combining creativity and technology to challenge boundaries, which enables us to be creatively different. Which uh, creatively different's our tagline. So. Yeah. Good on you, man. How does it feel to be in the media game after nine years and watching the transition from where it's got to to now and the fact that, you know, I I, I think we've, we both saw the same thing from long ago, which is we knew that the momentum was coming to us in digital. The momentum was coming to us in social. The momentum was coming to us with with where we sat. Um, how does it feel to be historically correct? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, hey, yeah, no, I've... Um... You were the correct one here, man. I just got your, I just took your advice back in the day. But um, no, it's really nice to see how the, the change has gone from the whole agency life um, where traditionally it was the brands would come straight to the agency and now brands are going straight to production houses or they're coming straight to like smaller agencies instead of going to the massive ones. So yeah, it's, it's really good to, to be in, in, in a real creative space and that um, is constantly evolving, especially with COVID, you know, like, having to adapt has just been key and to see how the big players have tried to adapt versus how businesses like myself the small and nimble teams have been able to adapt and, and change it's been a real interesting switch for those who aren't aware give give people the 101 of what started offshoot digital now to, to odd um, so we've been around since 2012. Um, I set up the company back then. Um, I did a lot of freelancing stuff back in the day. Decided to uh, partner up with my best mate and set up a, a tech and innovation company, uh, which basically led into just a, a, a production company. So we do high-end TV commercials, um, social content, 360, augmented reality, slow, uh, slow motion type stuff. We've got we invest heavily basically in all the latest tech and innovation. Uh, we partnered about a year and a half ago, two years ago, with a company called Staples VR, um, which uh, they are one of the biggest AR and, and VR um, companies in New Zealand. Um, again, they invest heavily in, in all that type of stuff. So we've kind of come on board with them. Uh, we're basically an internal production company uh, for traditional content, and they've um, upskilled us and trained us on the whole VR, AR stuff. So we're now doing app development um, for big brands. Um, right through to yeah, social content, TVCs. We're, we're basically the one-stop shop when it comes to to um, content. It's cool, man. I, I I I love it. It's awesome seeing the um the progress of obviously where the space that which you knew very well in terms of just the digital side, but then going down that that tech piece into AI and VR, which we can get into. Um, I was gonna maybe we'll start here. Um, how did COVID? affect creativity and content in the New Zealand market over the last six months? Dude, I think it's, I think it's worked wonders. Eh? I think COVID's real come in with a positive swing. I think people had to, had to have that mind shift and that change of how are we going to, how are we going to keep this, this thing going? Cause you know, when the global recession happens, when, uh, you know, something like COVID comes in, you have to adapt. You have to figure out like marketing's the first thing to go. Nobody wants to market in a global recession. Nobody wants to to chuck in money when there's just uncertain times. So I think it's actually been kind of a good thing. 
Um, there has been some some downsides to it, but I think overall, I think it's COVID's kind of come in and, and really shaken the tree and made people think, how are we going to keep the tail ticking along? How are we going to be innovative? How are we going to change? How are we going to adapt like events? How are we going to, how are we going to run events where we, can, we have to have social distancing? That's where kind of 360 VR, that type of stuff comes in, where you can make events virtually, or you can do 360 or like telemetry where we go around with like a lighter scan and we can build your, your room or your space in a game format and you can have interactive um, pop-ups in, with inside this kind of game format where you can check on a headphone or use YouTube and that type of stuff. It really has been challenging people and brands and, and agencies to, to kind of adapt and I think it's been quite beneficial um, in that aspect, yeah. How do you think it's going to play out from here? Obviously, you work with brands and agencies and you sit in the middle of the production side. How do you think the headspace in terms of the decision makers are going to change through this? Do you think it's like now we're back to how it was and let's just knock out some TVCs? Or do you genuinely think it's, hey, wait a second, maybe this is a chance, you know, everyone talks about reset, reimagine, re-everything, dot, 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 copy, paste, whatever. Do you feel that decision makers, when it comes to creativity, are going to start looking at it a bit differently um, when it comes to how they spend their money in terms of the world of content? I'd love to think so, but I really doubt it. <laughs> it's funny you um, say that because I've got a. We, we had Cassie Roma comes on the show every week, and she was uh, said a similar thing a couple of weeks ago, um, where she was quite surprised that everyone almost a, a few, a, quite a few people that she saw just sort of jump back into how it was and go back into the way things were. After the perfect time to reset, what what do you, what are your thoughts on that? Have you have you noticed a similar thing? Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, we have a lot of talk. You're smirking like you've got a great story to tell, <laughs> there, Ben. <laughs> I, know, I have a lot of uh, stories come to mind, but no, I've, uh, yeah, oh, there's just it's it's very it's a very interesting time. Um, a lot of a lot of the bigger agencies are my clients. So I've got to be careful with what I what I say, but um, a lot of the big players have talk to the talk but they don't walk the walk um and and is that just let's go there because this is something i'm really interested in when big uh, you know cruise ships and speedboats um what is the handbrake that's stopping them from going to offense instead of defense i don't i see i have no idea i, I reckon it's internal internal politics um I, and that's that's the thing that's why i love the size of my company and why why we're so small and why i don't want to continue to grow because I don't want to turn into one of those big players where you have to take that step back and you've got to have a board meeting and you've got to have you know multiple conversations about this one topic. I like to be able to make decisions and move forward and adapt and be fast and nimble and agile. And I don't think the big players can do that. I think there's too many politics. I think there's, there's, there's just too many stuff out there that are, that are just roadblocking them where you have smaller companies like myself and you've got brands that want to adapt, that, that need to adapt, and they're partnering up with these bigger players. and the bigger players are just dropping back into that same mentality. Let's chuck some money in TV. Let's chuck some money in this. Let's chuck some money in that. When it's way better to be able to partner up with some smaller company that can actually give you the right advice and help you move forward and, 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 and adapt where these other agencies will bring in companies like myself and contractors and that type of stuff to do it. But there's no, when you're not living and breathing it, how are you supposed to, how are you supposed to, how are you supposed to adapt? Which brings a perfect segue, Ben. Do you think there's, through this COVID thing, there's a growing tension between brands and their agencies of not be able to, 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 to push more and be braver? Do you think that's it, which is why then brands are coming to you direct? What, what's the... Oh, 100%. Where's the know, tension lying in the ecosystem? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to bagmouth big, big agencies and that type of stuff, but yeah, there, there, are, there are a lot of companies that are coming to us, a lot of clients that have, that have left big, big brands. Direct? I mean, we, you've, direct. I mean, you've, you've seen that change. Everybody's seen that change in the last five years. I mean, it used to be forever that every big brand or any brand in general, even small or big brands, would go directly to an agency because they've got everything in-house. Agencies don't have the money to chuck in um, to have full internal production companies, they'll have one dude that does shooting, editing, everything, and then they'll outsource it to everything else. So why are you going to be paying four or five or six times the price to go through to a big agency when you could be going direct to a production house that has internal creatives as well, that just doesn't class themselves in an agency, that doesn't have a fancy office in Ponsonby, that doesn't, you know, like, that's, that was what my business model was for years. It's just to it's just have a home office, keep it humble, you know, keep a small, small nimble, nimble team. And that's why we've been so successful in this space because we're up against these big players, but they just outsource everything. I mean, we, we were doing a, we were competing for a job the other day with a with a big agency, 
and we came we came in at close to sixty grand for this for this job, and the agency came in at, at, at close to three hundred, and for the same thing, so for the same production output, for the same production output for the for exactly the same thing, and it's purely just because they're a big known agency, and it's and it just I just was mind blown by how they could charge so much, and that's and this is where there's that. That, that kind of um, clash from brands going, why do we have to spend this money anymore? Why, why do we have to actually partner up with a big agency? Well, you see a lot of them starting to reshift instead of big retainers have just, they retain these agencies, but then they'll work with them on a project by project basis to give them more options, right? And it's it's really, obviously, you know, like we know each other well, and we've seen this whole game from the inside and outside and all of it. And I still get very, um, I don't know if it's disillusioned, but it's, there's a lot I still really, to your exact point, when they are asking, hey, this is my money, why is dot, 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 why, why? I think there's definitely the tension, when the tension builds, more questions get asked. When more questions get asked, it, it kind of cycles more around and then all of a sudden you end up kind of, um, well, I can from what it feels like anyway, then just um, uh, second guessing everything. Like, wait, wait, wait and, and it gets very defensive and in, a, in a world like COVID when, um, Yep. They're feeling that way. I can imagine it's probably making for some pretty uncomfortable dynamics between well, the marketing world. Oh, 100%. And brands are getting smarter every day. You know, they're now realizing that they can actually, why, why do we have to have an agency? Why do we have to have a production company? We can hire a, a film student that's come straight out of, out of university, invest in a DSLR, go and shoot all of our internal stuff ourselves. And, and that's the challenge of, of, of production. That's the challenge of being an agency is brands are now getting smarter. So how do you adapt with them to provide services that they can't do themselves? Well, I'd said for years, and it's the same thing. You know, my, my belief was every brand's going to become its own media company, control everything from end to end, including distribution, which is a separate yep. conversation. But the variable will always be ultimately brand, storytelling, creativity, strategy. You know, that stuff at the front is the is the holy grail, which will, which will never change. Yes, there's a million monkeys that can run around with some flipping GoPros and a Twitter account saying that they're a production company. Yes, you can have a YouTube channel and flipping your, you know, flatmate's buddy who's got, you know, who understands Final Cut, like, cool, but it's not actually going to. Um, and so we're, I think that's it's interesting because, once again, it's, you know, history, we're proving to be historically correct. With, to your point, you know, the brands are getting smarter. They are realizing that they, they can control a lot of this themselves, but then still you need that that hiring thinking for where that goes. Um it must, what's the, I guess, you know, I've been out of that bubbled for, for a minute now. Are there just a thousand more video production companies? Like when we, I remember we had a conversation in our office would have been, what, four years ago, maybe? Yeah, four, three, five four years, years ago? ago. Yeah, three or four years ago. Yeah. And we were just like, and I was like, bro, this is what's going to happen. Has that kind of happened? Oh, 100%. Uh, you, you were spot yeah. on with what you said. And, and, and so I took exactly what you said and I was like, that 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 um, yeah, what you what you said really really drove home, and I had to had to kind of think back then. What was I going to do? I didn't just want to just didn't want to do the whole race to the bottom, get the yeah. numbers type thing. And that's what it is. And the, and the industry now, especially with COVID, is getting absolutely flooded with people, and especially yes. with the bigger with the bigger international productions of the of movies and that type of stuff. With, with a lot of things being cancelled, um, all of the people that were going to be on movies are now flooding the commercial space and flooding my industry. So it's literally a race to the bottom. So how do you beat that? And, you know, talking to you years ago, partnering up with Alicia from Staples VR, that's where I've really helped, that type of stuff has really helped my business grow. And now we're smashing out, you know, heaps of AR and VR stuff. Like we're doing some stuff with mobile at the moment, mobile gas station doing a whole internal training campaign for them that we used to do traditional um, traditional content for them with video. And we're now doing the whole, um, we've gone around to one of their mobile gas stations and filmed it and with what, well, we've taken uh, like lighter scanning and we've built it as a game. So their internal training now, you chuck on a headset, you have, um, you have uh, thumb controllers and you can literally walk around, put out a fire. How do you interact with customers? How, you know, this is the next level stuff. And there's another project that we're doing with New Zealand Forestry, where how do you train? How do you train someone that's had third, uh, you know that's, that's got no experience? Train them that had to, with someone that's had 30 years experience in the industry. How do you how do you um, stop? You know, trees snapping and killing people. That's basically what our what our brief was. 
and we're now helping them with uh, building this, this this kind of AR um, uh, game on um, on on how to stay alive when you're cutting a tree, and we're now like interacting, uh, you know, integrating smells because uh, apparently we, you know, we interviewed like thousands of of, of um, people that chop down trees, and uh, and basically they were all saying that that's the smell. It's when you smell the certain smell, then you'll know the tree will kick out and you'll die. So they, as soon as they smell the smell, they'll just run. So how do you train that to someone to someone new? And so we're now we're working with the perfume company to try to get that smell on the bottle, to put it onto a VR headset. That can, that, that when, you, you, when you're cutting with our VR, our fake um, chainsaw, and you've got the goggles on, you're working through, you get little smells coming through that you know that, oh, this is a good smell. I know the tree's going to cut and fall this way, or you, or you cut. It's all this new, new tech that I never even thought about four or five years ago, and that's where my business is going is, is we're doing still traditional content we're doing three but we're doing 360 and vr stuff and, we, and we, that, that is where it's all changing and that is where the next where the future is i think is where all the stuff is coming alive and people aren't on the people aren't on the bandwagon yet and these brands are wanting to adapt especially in the, in the event space you can build these events and you can make these things cheap fast quick you know, like you know it's you can you can do these things at a real low cost and um, brands are getting onto that, but agencies aren't. And so that's when the pull of the whole race to the bottom where, where my industry is flooded it doesn't really affect me because we're in our own lane. Mm. It's it's amazing you unpack a whole bunch in there. First, on the race to the bottom thing, you know, we talked about this when you know, when there's you know a hundred different um, odds and there's a hundred different whatever they are. What's the only thing you can compete on? And it's price. And the next thing you know, Johnny's flatmate's boyfriend's cousin with the GoPro, he'll do it for 20 bucks and a six pack oh. of double brown. And yeah. and it becomes this just kind of scrappy blah. And then next thing you know, that like uh, also as well, you're totally right when you talk talking about the movies, um, when they were, it was flooding the market with um, more and more talent that was freelancing. And mm -hmm. my prediction that I think we might've talked about four or five years ago was a whole bunch of talent that existed in these big worlds of tier one are going to create their own tier threes. They're going to create their own little bespoke pop-ups. And if they have relationships with those big brands, they will literally use that brand's first project to bankroll the kickoff of their own business because they're going to get a 3x anyway instead of it going to the flipping agency and so this was the squeeze of what we talked about of you know there's going to be a bunch of threes at the bottom and, and it's it's crazy watching it literally play out but the, this really smart thing it feels like is by finding that niche within leveraging te technology around ar and vr it's like yes we can do that and we dot 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 you know, and I think there's such an additional value there. And I, I just, I just put down here. I was like, you know, when you're talking about um, evolving em employee education, that changes the game even more so because what you're actually doing is you're scaling and saving, creating huge efficiencies in the in the HR process of of things and the onboarding and all the rest of it. So, um, you've you've weirdly just that one hack alone of evolving empl employee um, e education is massive. And and I. Oh. Absolute props and kudos to you because the same way you want, we're talking about evolving all this tech, like yes, tech's a tactic, but simultaneously if brands, a CEO is going to look at your skill set of what was marketing spend as actually employee engagement and retention and health and safety. It's like, no, 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 that spend is actually worth a lot more than potentially marketing in certain businesses. So using the same physical resources you have, you've kind of cracked a huge awesome niche and, and giving you and obviously tech's always evolving and AI's are evolving and VR's evolving and you see Oculus sponsoring the NBA and dot 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 it's yeah. a you definitely picked a really great partner obviously on the tech side a great niche for it and also with the creativity on top of it to how to you know who would have thought that from you know GoPros on a flip and whatever to saving lives with the smell of tree sap <laughs> using technology it's incredible man good on you it's a, it's like Good on you, and you don't, you don't, you're probably not threatened by all these flipping monkeys running around with GoPros and Twitter accounts because you're no, not even, I mean, you're not even playing the same game. No, and that's the thing is, I mean, like we've invested also in it, like a, a Phantom, which is the only, it's the, it's the only type of um, super slow motion camera in New Zealand of its of its kind. Um, traditional, the traditional flex is, is four times bigger, um, physically bigger, uh, where our ones are small little, like you see, like little GoPro type things. So. Um, 
you know, we're talking with uh, with lots of companies to do that type of stuff as well. So we, I mean, that, that was like a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar investment for us, and that's the only one in New Zealand. And you know, it's already been booked on movies. It's been booked um, with the America's Cup that's coming up, I and mean, we're going to do some stuff where we're putting it on a drone, which. A phantom has never been put on a drone in New Zealand before, and our phantom is literally the only one that can be because it's so light and so small. And the technology, like it was only released last year, so for us to be able to do that, put it on the gimbal system, put it on underwater housing, we're doing these real high-end projects. But that's not our bread and butter anymore. I mean, like I never, when I when I first set up the company, I didn't think we would be doing, you know, health and safety videos and VR and all this other stuff. But I mean, that's kind of our bread and butter now. And so I'm not, there's there's bugger all competition because nobody wants to do those jobs, but but companies need it and that's your foot in the door isn't it you know you get you get into those like what you're saying you get your staff engagement level up there and you get in you get in there with the ceos and they go oh that, that, that video looks amazing whatever and you just get your foot back in the door and then they then they go well why do we have to go to an agency anymore you know you guys well you've, you've created a and and for you as well when you've got that sort of formula of how you're doing that for a business it's almost a blueprint yeah. to show others as its own case studies because from a marketing spend the business can grow disproportionately higher because they need to copy paste and evolve it and when more things happen it's just you you, you know you're creating more modules more things for it which is huge um you, you mentioned before lidar hmm. iphone 12 do you think it will, how do you think it's going to change the game of potential content by having lidar in it have you, you get much into it you what did you watch the release have you thought about I it have you had some release. yep yeah i figured you I, would um, yeah 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 yeah, I am one of those that those nerds that watch that. Can I barely watch that? I did too. Don't feel bad. I was there. <laughs> um, I haven't done enough research to be able to comment on it. To be honest, um, I definitely think anything that's got that's got future tech in it, like lidar that has uh, augmented reality built, you know, um, capability built into it, is definitely one step forward to, for the future. Well, I mean, we're building we're building stuff all the time. I'm literally living and breathing this stuff all the time with with Alicia and with Staples. Um, we're building, you know. Uh, uh, like billboards that you can that, that just look like a normal photo that you then get your phone up and it's got a, a, a hidden message or a hidden prize giveaway for a radio station or something like that you know but it looks like a normal photo there's no QR codes anymore there's no you know technology is changing all the time and anything that is um, that can have this technology built into it like you know your phones and that type of stuff I think is definitely a big step forward um, as I said I need to do some more research on on how it will inter integrate and, and play with stuff that we're doing and we're building all the time but um yeah i think it's definitely going to help the future moving forward a few years ago um some one of, my, one of my homies is the creative director at google over in aussie they came over and they had one of the new google phones with ar in it before it was even out it might have been two years before it whatever and i wasn't like I, I can talk about it now but at the time i couldn't and and they were just basically their whole conversation was how is how will ar change marketing when it comes onto a phone and it feels like we're starting to get there now and it doesn't oh, feel like you know you've it, you know you talk about um the, the move into ar and vr as a sort of bread and butter piece i'm wondering one step further of when that goes mass market with ar vr marketing through smartphones or whatever it, it turns out to Who's going to sit in that space? And I was just wondering if your headspace was going down that route of, yes, you've got the product of this technology that you're sharing with others, but when all the consumers have that technology, you could be the bridge to obviously help brands execute and scale those things out, right? I'm sure you're a smart man. I'm sure you've thought about that. <laughs> uh, we've gone to the next level and we've actually done it. Um, there so you go. We, we've, uh, oh, Alicia has um, developed uh, this app called uh, Arena. Um, and basically, uh, it's one app that you have to download, and we've now got like Spark on board. Um, we've now got some other some other big players on board. And basically, instead of because I mean traditionally any any um, augmented reality type uh, interface that goes on your phone, you'd have to download the specific app from the provider. And we were going, well, why the hell am I going to have 500 apps for different doing all doing the same thing? You literally download this app so you can work your camera to be able to scan codes or do whatever why can't we just make one app that all of the the brands can host on they don't even have to use us they can just pay a subscription or whatever they don't have to use us to create the uh the content but so we've now created this app that you basically we've got brands on there coming on board that are paying a subscription fee to be able to host all of their apps on so the users only have to ha only have to download one app and you can have you know netflix on there spark whoever and they can be having AR interactive pieces all on. 
So their own sort of marketplace, which is its own thing for others to then clip the ticket into. But then you, you sort of host it through the API side. Correct. Jingle bells, you're on some smart shit there, Ben. Well done, mate. Ah. Thanks, mate. Um, before we go, I want to talk to you about partnerships. You talked right yes. at the start. You started the business with your with your best friend. Uh, yep. You've grown a lot. Is he still your best friend? Is he, is he still your partner? <laughs> he is my best friend. And uh, yes, he is still my partner. Uh, we have our days, obviously. There is always going to be ups and downs with, with uh, personal relationships that then tend to go into business. But no, um, we we live and breathe uh, tech. I mean, Cam is... I know. Uh, yeah, Cam is, is my business partner and he just he's in his own lane. He's one of those dudes that will that will stay up till midnight and get up at five o'clock every morning just to just to, just to learn. You know, he'll be working here and smashing out post work because all he does the all the editing side of the business um, from three sixty all the way just the traditional content. So he is the man with grading with everything. Um, but he'll then go home and then do a twelve week course. Uh, on on color grading just to upskill himself he just lives and breathes it and so yeah partnerships are, are great if you find the right one it, it, it's definitely going to be benef- beneficial you know two brains are smarter than one um i'm very uh i'm very outgoing i'm very forward i like being the face of the company that type of thing he's very back room um kind of locked in the, in the, in the dark dungeon doing his to doing the job and that's having those two extremes works really really well we hardly ever clash with anything uh, because we've got those two different personality types. If you've got two, like, you know, me and you partner, we've got two big personalities that are coming in. That's when it's, when those challenges really come, come forward. So if you can find that, that someone that's submissive but not, and then you have someone that's kind of outspoken, that's firm. For me and, and for Cam, that's worked really, really well. And so partnerships like that, and then when we've got with, with Alicia, um, I knew nothing a couple of years ago about, about, te- about AR, uh, you know, AR and VR. And then, you know, we're working on all these new movies that I can't say with all these famous people that I've been watching as a, as a kid growing up. And, and, and just New Zealand is such an awesome market where everybody just shares information and just how, like, she just one day approached us and was just like, hey, I've known you for years and I've asked around and I've never ever heard a bad thing about you and I've got this dilemma and I've got staffing issues and do you want to do something? And I was like, holy crap, this is amazing. And to, for her just to go, blah, here's all this information, I'm going to teach you all this stuff for free, let's partner up, let's do this stuff together, has been an amazing opportunity for, for us. And it's helped her with her, with her issues, and it's helped us with, with, um, with growth and with learning. And it's just such a cool place to be able to, to, um, to learn all this stuff. And so partnerships, I think, are really, really crucial. You can't, I mean, I was talking to you years ago, bro, about, about how am I going to do this thing by myself? How am I going to get to the next level, how am I going to get to this next stage? And you were always giving me, you know, you're always open to giving me all this advice. And um, and it's been super beneficial. And it's just finding the right people to partner with. And, you know, everybody says, you know, oh, you've got to find that right person. But you really do. You, you don't want to partner with the wrong person because, hey, they're going to bring your company down. Especially if they've got shares and they've got monetary involvement in it. And you've got that clash. You have to have the same vision. And Cam and I do, Alicia and Alicia and I do. Everyone's got the same vision and we're all going for the same thing. But we're all in our own lane and we're kind yep. of not looking at anybody else. And that's what you've got to do is you can't look at the haters. You can't look at, you know, what your competitors are doing. Stick to what you're good at and, and smash it. And, and, you know, the work will come. The money will come if you enjoy what you do. Like. It's it's amazingly great to, to see because obviously when, you know, you've been in the mixed ages and when I saw it, you're both such a yin and yang of front office, back office, film, edit, extrovert, introvert. Like it's so linked up. And I remember because we talked about there was an opportunity that was sort of floating around. And, and I'd said that to you. I was like, you need to watch for that that hook because blah, blah, blah. And we'd sort of gone down this thing. And obviously, we're, I was always very open with, with all of um, my stuff as well because the same thing is like I, I love seeing crew win and do it. But I don't know if you remember, there was a specific um, – uh, scenario that we both went, went through and there was a conversation that we had to had and I remember when you appro- the way you approached it was so long game how I see the world that I had so much respect for the way we did and, and it was basically along the lines of you know like we're both going to be around for for a long long time this situation won't let's just actually have the real conversation that needs to be had and we and we did and it was so cool because as we watched things play out the relationships of, of, of others got lost, the opportunities of others got lost, and you've stayed 
true with how you actually roll with the partnerships and the way you actually present yourself and stuff. And it's it's awesome that you're, you're starting to bear the fruits of playing the long game with relationships and business. And it's awesome to see. It's really, really cool. It's like, once again, mate, you, you're getting historically correct. It's, just, it's cool. It's like a chicken, but at the same time, it's like, shit, yeah, you called it. You crushed it. It's flipping great. Um, so where to from from here? Do you, do you need... Would you like uh, more business? If someone's looking for some some cool ticky shit, do they do? You, oh, are you are you booked out for the next couple of years, or is it worth the conversation? <laughs> no, always with the conversation. Always with the conversation. I will always make time for people. I'll always make time to have conversations. But no, we are always looking for more work. Um, you can never be as busy. We've got a really good network of of contractors that we can pull on when we need to. I mean, I've got a, I've got six full time staff now, so we're not super huge, but um, we've got enough that we can do everything internal until we've got some you know some bigger projects. But um, yeah, what's next? I have no idea. I mean, as, as, as I keep saying, technology is constantly changing. It's um, figuring out what the next trend is going to be, what the next piece of equipment is going to be that we need to invest in. Um, you know, our Phantom's going over to Australia for a couple of months, so do I invest in another one based, you know, from New Zealand based? Uh, it's, it's just, yeah, I have no idea. And that's, I think, the exciting thing for me is I get up every day, I come into work, I know what I'm doing roughly, but it's also the unknown, which is what is exciting. I think it's the same for you, eh? It's just, you get up and you're going, what am I doing today? Who am I going to meet? Who am I going to talk to? And how can I solve these really unique problems? And that, for me, is the, the most enjoyable part of my job is how do I create something that's going to help people moving forward? I think the um, the interesting bit with what you're saying is you're, you're you're small by choice and you're nimble by choice and you'll stay nimble and small to stay fast. And I think when you stick to that lane of, you know, like, um, you know, the guy who started Gore-Tex, he had this rule. It was like, I forget his last name, whatever. There's this thing called Mers Lord or some shit. And every time a, a, a factory would go over 150 people, he'd stop it. He'd build another brand new factory because he knew that the human connection between 150 people and that thing would be more the most efficient and when everyone knows everyone to actually care to do the right work for the business as soon as it was above that he felt that everyone just became a number and no one actually really gave a shit opposed to when it was more tribal in that 150 you've clearly got a pack or a number or whatever to, to say that thing but you know um there's plenty that you could have done to got bigger um, but you you know check I think it becomes almost an asset with brands when you can then say, hey, we're nimble by choice. We're, our staff won't get over this. This is what we're about to do that. That's, it almost becomes like what brands would see potentially as a liability because they're small. If it's them by choice, it becomes almost an asset, which is just something interesting, which you've clearly attached on as well. 100%. I mean, that's why I have, I've taken so long to get an office. I mean, I've had a home office for years and it's worked so well. And I love saying it. I love, I love saying that I have a home, a home office. I pass my, I, I pass the, um, the cost to my client. You don't have a big fancy office that I'm having all these overheads of, you know, in the middle of the city type thing. And so for me to have that for years has been really, has, has worked in my, in my favor. And yeah, no, it's definitely by choice. I mean, I could have another, I could have 20 staff if I, if I really wanted to, but I, I don't want to get over 10. So I think the six, six to 10 is, is, where, is where the sweet spot is. But, you know, I love working with other people that are living and breathing this, like, business. You know, that's why I like having contractors coming in from time to time because they've got fresh ideas. They're, they're, they're oh, I've worked on this job, uh, this other job. I've done this type of thing as well. You're getting constant, you know, I'm, I'm, I, yeah, it's just when you can have that sweet spot and you don't have to grow, you can if you wanted to. That's why I think is is the, that's why I think A is the, is the benefit, but B is is where um, you realise you've done it. You know, that's where I'm I'm realising, hey, I'm actually I am a successful person because I could go above above my means and I could chuck out you know more salaries and that and I could grow and be this big face with having a fleet of cars. But I'm choosing to humble myself, but I'm choosing to be adaptable and nimble. And I don't want to turn into those bigger agencies because I'm seeing what it's like and I'm seeing what they have to charge and what the what the downfall is of being that being that big. And so yeah, it's when just you, when people choose, management. Oh totally. But when you can choose to be when you can choose to be small and choose to be nimble, that's where I think you you can be successful. My man. Uh, on that note, buddy, gotta love you and leave you. Awesome chatting, man. Stoked to see it all right. When, as soon as um, I'm back, I'm going to be there. Have you got a whiskey? You have, has you got your whiskey stash there or back at the house? What have you done? No, Let's the talk about is, it. In the, is in the house. The whiskey's in the house. What I'm the up to 350 bottles now. No, um, you don't. I am. I am. 350 bottles. I was, I Are you coming a, for a shot at the title, mate? 
I am definitely coming for a shot of title. I told you from the outset, mate. I told you I'm coming. I'm coming for you. Oh. I think he's gone. Did I lose you? There you are. I lost you. Some reason. I have no idea what happened. But yes, I'm coming for you, Ramit. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for your collection. I'm coming for your title. I'm coming for you. That's why it cut out. Technology was trying to give you some karma. It's like, stop you. We can't, we can't do it. Yeah, get rid of your bottles. Grab it, bottles. I made it. Uh, I, got, um, I got the uh, whole Air New Zealand. Um, status levels up there for traveling so much and uh, any time i would go overseas i would always make sure that i'd grab a couple of bottles and uh the collection the collection grew so um yeah man i'm getting more and more yeah. proud well done buddy i'm flipping height <laughs> all right cheers, love man. love your work bro i'll talk to you soon man appreciate it cheers dude Have a good Ciao, man. later bro thanks man. ben island from odd come for the show the flipping title jeez 350 not that it's a competition, but he could be winning. He's, he's getting good. Uh, very cool. Stokes to him. Um, good dude. Good guy. Um, Stokes making the mix. Uh, next up, Holly Bennett. Politics. Or maybe not politics. Who knows? Let's bring her in. Ladies and gentlemen, Holly Bennett. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Morena. I like your beanie. Is it, is it, is it cold over there? What's, what's going on? Yeah, and I'm just having a bit of a hair day, Mia. So, ah, well, oh, lucky for some. <laughs> lucky for some. Yeah, I know. You've got to pick and choose your battles, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll pick them. Um, how's, how's you actually? Did you, you, you catch some of the, that, that last interview talking about media and marketing and, and all sorts of stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Cool I think what a legend in terms of having six staff and then deciding that's going to be six to ten is his sweet spot and not feeling the need to grow because I mean it comes down to all of that stuff too who are you trying to prove stuff to at the end of the day if you're doing what meets your goals that's that's what business is all about right it's not having to have the flashy cars or all those kind of big office spaces it's whatever you want business to be so I yep. think that's really awesome yep and I, th I think when you're small and you want to be big want to be big for want to be big sake isn't the reason to get big yeah. If you get big as a byproduct, it's different to wanting to be big because you feel it's a flex because there's always going to be someone yeah. bigger and gnarlier and whatever. Um, a buddy of mine, uh, he's a, he's on the rich list, and we were uh, down in Queenstown, and we uh, both our wives were in the, the shop, and my phone rang, and I was like, I had uh, Kodo at the time. I was like, oh, man, uh, two, two, uh, things just, uh, two things just closed, like two offices or something. I was like, oh, man, cool, you know, a couple, couple grand, whatever. And then he gets off the phone, he's like, Oh yeah, he's like, oh, what'd you do? He's like, oh, I just sold this other thing. I was like, oh, me, was it good? He's like, oh, you know, like, you know, like five mil, or whatever. Yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like exactly. Like, I'm over it's here like, in flipping Peasantville. <laughs> You're flipping, just flopping out the seven figures. Oh, well, jeez. Like, All right, mate, no matter, calm down. Seriously, hey, like, no matter how much we think, like, oh my god, yeah. That, that's that level of success like somebody's always out there raising the bar way higher and you're just like it's very humbling but I do love that because it is about measuring yourself against what I think your own personal goals are and the things that your business advisors and mentors are telling you not because you're choosing to compare yourself and then going oh I'm not good enough because you know that's just going into the whirlpool of disappointment basically anytime that you're looking to compare yeah that's cool that you um you you got a bit out of that that's that's cool um well that part is what i got out of it because i don't understand the rest of the stuff that you guys are talking about like gimbals and what is it phantom <laughs> and i don't understand <laughs> but then i was like well you put me on a conversation with those two and i'll talk about legislation caucus all those things it'll be the same same deal so. I, I think whenever you can talk to anyone about pretty much most things that gives you a pretty high advantage in life instead of just knowing one thing. <laughs> yeah. um, 
what would you like to talk about, Holly? How's the week been? What's the what's the vibe? What's the tone? How's the energy? Let's talk about it. Um, I'm I'm really really hoping that um, the prime minister elect will announce cabinet shortly. Um, and so by that I mean that she announced who's going to be in the portfolios, what the confidence and supply agreement's going to be with, with the Greens or if there is going to be one at all. And um, that means that then the Governor-General can give the ministerial warrants, um, which is just a piece of paper saying that they have the ability to act on behalf of uh, the people and we can really get this next government term cracking because the big thing for me right now is that a lot of things haven't changed in terms of COVID and we really need to see some stuff start changing and I've got a whole raft of people sort of sitting up in the wings waiting to see who will be their ministers so that we can uh, start effectively advocating and lobbying to the new government to start making some things happen. We've been talking about this for a little bit. Where's the plan? Where's the plan? What's the action? Mm. Blah, 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 blah. Mm. Um, is, is frustration just starting to build to the point where it's like, all right now, Chachi, show us the shit. Is it kind of getting to that sort of bias? I don't know. It's really interesting because it is a little bit, but then also I remember this time in 2017 when Kingmaker um, Winston Peters, like I think he dragged it out for like six weeks or something. And then I kind of think it's only been two. And, you know, we all, if we're like getting frustrated now, it's like, oh, well, remember back then, like, you know, three years ago, we had to wait, you know, nearly two months, which is ridiculous. So in that scheme of thing, comparatively speaking, it's not a lot of time. Um, but it's just that I think with an outright majority, there's a really clear pathway for them to get stuck in. So I know from my perspective, I just want to see which ministers have got what um, so that then we can, you know, start knocking on some doors and doing some stuff because everything, like all of my clients, we've been working for the past like election campaign to make sure that we put our best foot forward as soon as we know who the ministers are. And so now it's just like we're ready to go, really rearing and ready to go. So we want to do it. By rearing to go, does it mean you've got all of your drafts emails just trying to figure out who to send it to to ask for money? Is that what is that what happens? When you- Pretty much. I mean, <laughs> it's a little bit more complex than that. But if you do want to put it down to that, yes, it is that in essence. Well, um, because there's no point in sending something to the Honourable Chris Farfoy, who is currently Immigration Minister, if he's not going to be Immigration Minister and you need to lobby on an immigration matter. So I just need to figure out, you know, I just want to see who's announced and there will be some changes and I'm anticipating some um, rather significant changes and um, in a couple of portfolios, um, but that's just me speculating. It's based on nothing. Um but I'm pretty sure, just if you look at what some of the track records are of some of the Labour ministers over the past three years, how that might play out. And some, I think, will be rewarded and they should be rewarded because there have been some very standout ministers in the um, previous administration and, um, and some that could probably do better. So I want to see what happens and then we can, um, yeah, start working. Can you please find out who um, ends up getting the immigration minister so I can hit them up so when I come back I can try and not be in some barracks for two weeks and I can maybe like try and buy my way up to some type of upgrade somewhere? <laughs> well, so you know what my principles stand for and that you shouldn't be able to buy your way into anything. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I've, I've, I've seen the list of who's flowing in. I know how this game works. You just got to find the thing, you get a project, you say, this is going to create the jobs. And then next thing you know, you're just like, just cruising into Wellington on a private 737 and it's just totally all G. Yeah, well, I was actually down in Wynyard Corner the other day and there's this massive super yacht down there. And it's got like a whole crew on it who were just isolating on the, on the, like this, it'd be like, I don't know, $20 million yacht. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Good to know that there's like rules for some people and then rules for others. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I actually, funny story. My buddy that I was talking about that, that that's done well for himself. He rung me up one day and he was like, "Hey, I need to go down to the the when you caught and there's this boat I want to buy." I'm like, "All right, sweet man." I was like, "I have." Uh, I was like, "How much is that?" Oh, it's ten. I'm like, "All right, cool." So what do you need me to do? Is like take a bunch of photos. So I go down. I go to the wrong boat. I yell out to the captain, "Yo, is this the one on trade me for ten mil?" And he's like, "I think so." <laughs> He's like, all right, come on board. I went onto the wrong boat with the wrong captain for an hour <laughs> taking photos of the wrong boat because I thought it was. 
cheese. And then I, I see them this whole thing. And he's just like, what? This is the wrong boat. I was like, what the fuck? And he's like, you just go up to some random boat. And there I am like, I'm going like into this boat. I'm going like, <laughs> I, I guess who goes up? You were, you were both none the wiser. Like the kids like, twos. Like, yeah, come on. <laughs> oh, Shane, he, he was so, I guess because he's in charge of it. He was super proud of this boat. Yeah. And, yeah. So he's trying, and I don't know what I'm looking at. I'm like, okay, yep. You got some seats. You got another <laughs> Um, take your shoes off here a bit. I'm like, all right, sweet. Um, but I guess, you know, no one just walks on. It's like, yo, is this thing that on trade me? Right, cool, yeah. My mate wants to buy it. It's so New Zealand. Anyway. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, what are you most excited about for this this, this next uh, next little bit? Anything apart from that? Obviously, yeah, I'm figuring out what's really, up. really excited to see what happens with the referendum results. So Ooh. I think we get preliminary results at 2 o'clock today. Um, which will sort of say show the lay of the land for both the two referenda questions, which was end of life choice bill and legalizing marijuana. So obviously we canvassed that well last week, but it was a great you know, chat. Yeah, now the rubber hits the road, and we'll find out. I think today uh, we'll get a probably a pretty good indication of what the votes have um, been, and then I think um, they get finalized shortly after that, and you know. We have the potential for like either two big legislative changes or or one or none. You know, those are the outcomes. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to see what what that's going to translate to. Hey, okay. Um, I did a, a quick poll on the on LinkedIn. They also think very similar that the, the weed's not going to pass um, as well. So. We'll see. But don't you think that comes down to that audience fun stuff? Like I know you always talk about it, how you've got like your your different groups that sit on like LinkedIn mm. and Facebook and that or Twitter. They're called trolls. Think- Holly, trolls. <laughs> <laughs> They're called trolls. But there's like friendly trolls and there's, there's actual trolls. I have no comment on what you're calling your friends. No, they're not. No, would... a lot of them are like a lot of them are friends. A lot of them are trolls. No. <laughs> the best ones are my mates who then just give me shit as if and other people go into bat as if they're trying to troll me, not realizing I know them. And it's super awkward watching like someone I haven't met give someone I do know that's giving me shit. Yeah. shit. <laughs> it's so meta. I love it. They're um, so funny. So. Um, yeah, but Sorry. I mean, I think the platform does sort of help scope what the outcome is going to be for any of these issues in a generic sense, right? Sure. Because, for example, I just genuinely hate, like, you know, you know me, I'm quite an adversarial person. Like, I don't mind going toe-to-toe with people no. on a lot of issues. No. <laughs> but... I really can't stand Twitter. I hate it so much. It's so mm. toxic. I just find it attracts the most, like, insane, insanely steadfast, but not in a good way, people that I'm just not interested in being on there at all. And... It's because you can't win arguments with sentences. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why like, Trump yeah. enjoys using it so much. Yeah. And so it yeah, never, and it, it just, yeah. it, it's, it's not like, it's the most, to get progress, it needs dialogue. You can't have yeah. dialogue when you're not, when you're allowed to say one word and then the other person says a word and you shout and they shout. It's, it's not a, um, it, the technology is not conducive to organic yeah. meshing of progress together. <laughs> yeah, that's actually very apt. I really, yeah, that, so I hate it. I can't stand it. Um, but. I think that, you know, if you go in there, you'll get a very different sort of lay of the land versus mm. if you're on LinkedIn, right? Um, and well, the other it's thing braver sorry, trolls. just popped into my head then, because... Go. <laughs> but when you just talking then about Twitter, that popped into my head. Obviously, next week, the big thing is the American election. How do you think it's going to go? Because I've heard things, right? And I have my own view, but I think I may be against what the tide is saying. So what do you think is going to happen? Uh, the the common sense is saying Biden, but a lot of the momentum is saying Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. like it, it's So I, it's, it's I am surreal. of the view that the latter will get another four years. Mm. Yeah. There's also, I think the, the bit that's done for him. I am of the view that oh, Trump sorry, will yeah. get another four years. Hmm. Uh, what I was going to say is the... Uh... Oh, no, I was just saying, like, I, I do think Trump will get another four years. Oh, got it. Um, 
Hmm. Good banter, Holly. We've got to go. But this has been bloody great. And I'm intrigued. I, I, might, I might go to your Twitter and give I might create a name on what's called, called Holly Bennett Sucks 69 no! at twitter.com. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to come on and be like, you suck. And just start like just, but they put photos of my face with it. So it's like me trolling, but then you can see it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if it turns into a fan club and then there's all these people who are like, yeah, Holly Bennett does suck. But we're like, ah! <laughs> I had a um, idea that I wanted to have a thing called rebetsucks.com and then I was going to take every bad comment. <laughs> I post the comment to that and then I put advertising around it and then I wear the comments as a shirt and I sell the shirt. <laughs> so then I just make money off the hate. It's so funny. If anyone can do it, you can, Rebet. So I love I think it. it. Do it. Make it'd be some kind jobs, of funny. And then I will advocate to the Minister of uh, Immigration for you to get you into the country and oh. with your job creation, we'll get you bypassing quarantine. There you go. Lo <laughs> love your work, Holly. Be good and I'll see you in a Thank bit. Thank you. Kakite. See ya. Holly Bennett, we've, we're gonna we're gonna buy our way into the country team. This this lockdown's I'm getting into just watch how I'm getting in. Uh, last but not least, we've got good friend Cassie Rama. She's been traveling this week. She's got some thoughts, and we can talk about the thoughts. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, oh, oh, I'll bring back claps. Cassie Rama. How are you, Cassie? I am good. We are parked up in the back corner of the cafe at Tapapa here in Wellington. Oh, very yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm got. We're in the kids section, so. <laughs> so it's a, bit, a little bit more quiet. A little bit more quiet. Uh, we try to go outside, but you know what Wellington's like. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. All so those windy yeah, hippies is, with their coffee. Oh, tell you what, it's great being a windy hippie. <laughs> How's your week? How are you? Oh, I just love you and Holly. You two make me giggle every Friday, like straight down in my guts, and I'm like, oh my god. So we have some true. good moments of just like banter in there. Right? It's great. I can't wait till she's prime minister by the time she's 50. I'm going to bring up all these screen grabs and just blackmail the shit out of her. I just be like, can, Rebecca, can me and you go half on like buying our way back? Because <laughs> I bought my ticket. I bought a ticket home to the States actually this week. So Ooh, we got a brave. Yeah, uh, flying in on April Fool's Day of all days. No, you know. Feels not. like it. Yeah, it feels like it's on brand for me. For why, are you flying, why are you flying back? Because my heart hurts. I miss my Ooh. family. Yeah. There you go. Uh, All right. Yeah. Like, it's amazing how the simple act. So I don't know. Like, we, I know you just kind of uh, finished up with Holly on, like, Trump potentially getting in. I'm already stealing myself to that eventuation. And I figured by April, regardless of outcome, I'll know whether or not there's been, like, a civil war in Gilead's on its way or we're getting same, same. Uh, so I figured, you know, five, six months, but the second I hit five on that ticket, like this weight, my entire soul just went. And I cried and I cried nice. and my wife and my kid were like, it's, you know, are those happy tears? I'm like, yes, they are. <laughs> so Good on you. I get that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're in Wellington. What's on your mind this week? You've been on a plane. How was that? Was that weird as shit? Man, I don't know if you saw my Instagram stories, but I looked like a little five-year-old kid who was getting on a plane for the first time ever. Oh <laughs> uh, no! I, I'm unfortunately I've I've deleted social off my phone. I don't ha I haven't seen Instagram stories, but see, I did see a, a, That was a little bait. That was a little bait. Because if you said yes, I would have got you. I know no, you have I, those off your phone. I'm 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 a bit bummed. Was it good? <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. It was so cool. Like driving to the airport in the dark all like the little red tail lights in front of you and seeing yeah planes i miss traveling off. yeah i and, miss traveling oh man and the kiwis are just like the nicest humans on the planet so every there's like this palpable feeling of gratitude even mm. just getting on the plane like an actual palpable how lucky are we right now uh, some yeah. folks had masks on um a few folks who must have had colds or something I was sitting there, like, rocking out to my country music, just going, wow, Yeah, this is fantastic. Um, but I, was, I flew down. I always like to say fly up because I'm from San Diego. There's only up from San Diego. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we flew down to Wellington, and I spoke with the IR, so formerly the IRD yesterday, and a lot of different government agencies. And exactly what you and Holly just talked about, the idea of comparison. 
competitive online, toxic Twitter. Basically, everybody who showed up in the room, and there was a couple hundred people online, I asked them, why are you here? And people were like, I had a real shit day, and we just want to have a real conversation with somebody. So this idea of connection and wrapping it around how we can work better together, I feel like pulling the layers back and extrapolating that out to just connecting like we do every week here, having a conversation, asking how are you, is going to be the most powerful thing we can do as a global cohort moving forward. What have you learned the most about people after watching what's happened in, with COVID over the last six months? You know, somebody yesterday made a comment that just stopped me in my tracks and it's, you know me, takes a bit to stop me in my tracks. Um, but she said, you know, our, our grandparents' generation had two wars and a pandemic. Our parents had Vietnam and uh, the Korean wars and all these different things. For us, we have never had as a global community something to, to really become an embedded and shared um, interwoven narrative in our lives. And she said, it feels like now after, you know, eight months, 10 months of this, everybody in the world can be a lot more compassionate with each other because we've all undergone this. We know what lockdown feels like. Um, together, women, yeah, we've been, through some, right. we've been through something together. We all have an attachment to the thing. That's it's right. all connected us. That's right, whereas, and you know, being in advertising and marketing and, and understanding the landscape of MarTech, we are so very much get to rabbit. It's personalization, it's individual, it's like hyper individualism and reckless individualism and all of these kinds of things. So, you know, just coming way back out and looking at uh, the macro and the story mm. that is going to, to make the story of our generation, we didn't have that yet. So no wonder we have this, this individualist spirit because we've had nothing to glue us together. Um, mm. So I feel like we're going to, and I know we've said this before, but I really, really am optimistic about the world coming together and just being nicer to each other. Even if, even if we don't, you know, <laughs> even if next week doesn't turn out the way I'd like it to turn out back home, I feel like <laughs> we're having the conversations right now that will help mm. to lead to, to change. Hmm. No, I, I get that. Um, we had, uh, Ben Island on, who's the uh, founder of um, Odd Video Production, does a bunch of stuff. If I don't know if you saw a bunch of that, um, he was just in, talking about the uh, the tension that he feels is building between brands and agencies and production houses, and you know where he's obviously got his niche and stuff as well. Is that starting to play out as well? That you, you've seen that through COVID, there's more questions asked where the dollars are going. There's less. We've talked about this, actually, okay. less bravery, whatever. So it's you, that, that's that's a thing. But I feel like that's been a thing for my entire career. So the last mm. 20 years, there's been this extrapolation out of technology and creativity and they, people still want them to sit in different camps. Mm. And that's how, old, that's how old school agency client relationships, um, production, creative relationships have worked. Whereas you and I talk about the predator quite often. Like the person who can come in, understand strategy, channel, um, output, objective, and then deliver on that in a clever way. So. Mm we're going to be walking into a much more courageous time and there are going to be some agencies and clients who, who just inherently get it. And they're like, sweet, we understand humanity now and go forth. And then there'll be others who I think will, will, will crumble around the edges in the seams. Mm -hmm. uh, thanks for joining along. So you're in Papa. I hope you have a good rest of the weekend. When are you back up in Auckland? We're in Papa. We'll be back on Sunday. There we go. Oh, cool. hey, Carly. Hi, Hi. wifey. Hi, wifey. <laughs> she, she's oh, you're the best little assistant. Hi. She literally just got me a copy. <laughs> so oh, nice. Winner, winner. Um, well, have a good weekend. Enjoy the rest of the time. And then um, let's link up. Next week's show is going to be very good. After the, it'll be a post-US election thing, we can have a, a quick little rant and ramble on that, I'm, I'm sure. But I appreciate the time. I've got an idea. I've got an oh, idea shit. for this. So simple idea, right? Because I was feeling okay. a little bit disconnected from like folks in the States, you having the conversations with other Americans. And so I thought maybe on election day, instead of being glued to the TV set like I was last time and maybe watching results that could hurt my heart, but I'm stealing myself for. I was like, maybe I'm just gonna sit out in the middle of the white tomato and just 
and just live stream and just ask people to tell me something good. So, Rebet, before we go now, I want you to tell me one thing that's good. Giving your three-year-old daughters a shower after they've been charging through the dirt and mud through the house. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good thing on all counts. It's, yes. it's carnage. Um, love your work, Cassie. <laughs> Have a good time down there, and I'll talk to you next week. Bring it on. Sounds great. See you, my friend. Love you. See ya. Bye. You too. Bye. Cassie Roma down in Wellington, living the dream at Te Papa. Very cool. Uh, enjoy the day team. Enjoy the rest of it. Have a good weekend. Be good. Be great. Do good things. And I'll talk to you soon. Adios.